because I'm just get, I'm getting all my uh, all my shit as you make it live, you asshole. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this has pretty much been like my. Uh, I've already kind of gotten my shit out. I'm not really. I'm not that I was ever tripping that much, but I was. Um, things are good. I'm not. I, I have nothing to complain about. Um, people are starting to get it. People are starting to understand the implications of uh, touch, but how it's useless. You see Conor McGregor's fight. Uh, he all he was doing was just left crosses down the pipe, throwing jabs, throwing uppercuts. He wasn't doing any stupid spinning wheel kicks, even spinning back kicks or nothing. He just went right back to a word. So I think people are finally starting to see that this Edo Portal touch, but shit doesn't work. The yoga doesn't really do particularly much for uh, for fixing people's distortions. Uh, they're seeing that the CrossFit is completely destructive, and that the Olympic lifting has very little transferability to to human movement. So I think people are starting to see all this stuff, man. So. With that said, it's like, do I really need it? It's, it's almost like I'm going to start beating a dead horse here pretty soon when I bring it out. And if I'm going to beat that dead horse, I at least got to I gotta do it in style, which is what I'm going to do next year when I bring out my uh, my Dogma of the Week post back that I used to do back in the day. So, uh, like, like I said... Uh, wait, that, that, that recap, we got to go back. I, I'm going to... I'm glad that you've allowed me to indirectly be your therapist, as you were quickly stating before yes, I kept you and went live. <laughs> oh, you, you you tear me up, man. I, I uh, that means a lot. Well, it helps. Like I said, it helps because it's fucking in, in these circumstances. It's good. It's good for me to be able to voice my opinion, but it's good to also have a person there that gui kind of guides the conversation in a way where it's like, hey, look, because Adam, you're you're more than smart enough to understand where I'm coming from, where a lot of people aren't. Like we haven't prior to doing these rampages, we never we never met each other, so you didn't know who the fuck I was or what it was about, but we were clearly about the same shit. So it made it, it made it for you like an easy thing to understand where I'm coming from. If there's one thing that you're really, really good at doing, bro, is reading people and understanding where, where they're coming from and empathizing where they're coming from. And, uh, and this circumstance, you did that completely with me and I'm, I'm utterly grateful for the fact that you've even fucking done that, bro, because not, not many people can understand where I'm coming from. Not, not many people can understand the, the implications of having to go against the establishment with what you're doing. It's, it's, and for me, I'm completely anti-establishment because it's not like I'm coming from having any kind of a credential and then going against the establishment. It's like, I've been anti-establishment from minute one because I never graduated from college or I did poorly in school. I never was, I wasn't a pro athlete or whatever. So it's like, I'm, I'm very, very outside the lines of what, uh, what somebody in my position, uh, you know, would have done. Like I've, I've You'd, you'd figure I, I was a pro athlete or I trained a lot of pro athletes or I came from a strength and conditioning background, but I didn't come from that. And so somehow you managed to, uh, to empathize with where I'm coming from, man. And it's made this process very, uh, very helpful for me because it, it, it's, I've, through this cognitive rampage podcast, what you've essentially done is given me all the grounds to call people a fucking idiot if they don't want to accept or at least research what I have to do because now it's available. We've made my opinions available. So if you think I'm crazy by what I'm saying and, and you believe that human beings are not meant to do uh, parabolic motions like this when they run and that their upper body is reciprocating that action with a thoracic rotation, we covered that all on our, on our very first uh, rampage. And, uh, and I covered all those things. So I think through these podcasts, what you've enabled me to do, bro, is kind of shoot down the excuses people make to not try functional patterns. I think, I think through these podcasts, we, we've established a sense of legitimacy in not only uh, your, uh, your ability to, to extract something as an interviewer from a person like me or even to understand it as a, as a behavior, as I see you as being a, a behavioral specialist, um, but we've also helped me in that regard communicate where I'm coming from. Like, look, I'm not... 
I, I'm trying to help you people. I'm not, I'm not trying to call you ugly. I'm not trying to call you weak. Because at the end of the day, you can deadlift a thousand pounds if you want to, but I have a tractor. I could, I could go to the, to a lot, buy a tractor right now. And that, that tractor will lift probably nearly a uh, hundred times more weight than you probably will. So what does it matter if you fuck it, if you can lift all that weight, I can have a tractor outlift you in two seconds. So at some point, uh, through this uh, through this process, I think it's, it's resonated. And of course, we're not getting millions of views per uh, on on these fucking things. We're getting a, a fairly a good amount of downloads from what from what uh, from what I've been seeing. We're getting a lot of downloads, which is good, and it's getting out there. But it's not like we're we're on Joe Rogan status. But with that said, for the diehards, for the diehard haters that really want to hate, we've like I've the amount of hate that that has dropped since we started doing these cognitive rampage podcasts bro has dropped substantially i used to get fucking all kinds of negative remarks on my uh, on my uh, functional patterns on my all my social media outlets and now it's subsided by at least like 85 to 90% because now it's like like i'll tell them if they want to complain i'm like hey go back to those cognitive rampage podcasts see what i'm talking about and then refute what i'm saying and then tell me that you're even thinking at the level that i'm thinking when it comes to biomechanics that we've even gone down like i've already gone down the heavy lifting path i've already gone down the traditional path to things i've already d done that road i'm taking steps beyond i am at least uh, uh, a decade ahead of where you guys are at because I moved past all this bullshit 10 years ago and I've been building since 10 years ago. I've been building for a decade while you guys are still stuck. You're still stuck in your way of going about it and I've evolved way beyond all the traditional bullshit that exists. So you guys need to understand that and I think people have understood that and I think even my haters have had to kind of, they've had to, they've had to convert. There's, I've had a lot of people that have told me, you know, I've watched these cognitive rampage podcasts. I've seen your interviews and then I started watching your videos and so much more of what you're saying makes sense now because there's a, a subcontext behind what you're saying. There's a, there's a, there's, I have context and it's made things very, very easy. And of course I'm going to build on this. I'm, when I go on my, uh, on my YouTube channel and whatnot, I'm going to build on this and elaborate. And I think it'll be good to get even further elaborations as I come back onto the cognitive rampage later on. But dude, everything's been great. I don't, I don't have much to complain at this point. If I, if I, if I slam the fitness industry like I already have on this uh, on this podcast anymore, it's kind of just beating a dead horse. At this point, I have to give visual awareness. Once I have the visual, then you and I can probably go back and forth and uh, and dialogue about the, the specifics of what's of what I'm even talking about when it comes to like a deadlift being kind of like an obsolete or very limited exercise as a whole, and why functional pattern movements are are head and shoulders above what a deadlift or a snatch or a power clean would be. Uh, while you're doing any other types of training and shit. Um, so yeah, man, like I said, this has been a great experience. Like, I, like we were talking right before this, we're both going to have to take a little break from doing this just simply because, uh, life is going to happen and we got, we got some other shit we got to work on. I'm going to be shooting tons of videos. I'll be, I, I, this next year I'm going to go on, on a video blitzkrieg and I'm going to put about some amazing content, some really, really good content. I'm actually going to siphon in some of my old content that people have kind of forgotten about and put it together in a, in a better package, explain the benefits a little bit better, but then also give better cues of what people need to be doing when they, uh, when they do these exercises. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of cool things coming along the, uh, for, for the road, for the ride. And, um, I'm really looking forward to what's going to be coming in this, uh, 2017. You know, man, I you give here a lot of credit, but I would give the fact, you know, that you you shoot you showed people behind the videos, behind the the knowledge, behind the experience. They got to meet kind of you in a in a purpose why. And I appreciate you saying I you know that I can sense people and what I sensed in you, man, from day one was a, a genuineness. And there's a drive in that genuineness, man. That's something maybe I could pick up. I, I'll never forget when I 
I called to try to book you, right? And you you called me and you said, "Hey, look, man, you know a lot of people don't really uh, like this shit, right?" I'm like, "Frankly, I don't give a shit." I said, "It makes fucking sense to me." And uh, yeah, and you're like, "Okay." And I'm like, Let's no, and I had honestly, Adam, I had a lot of people. I just did a podcast with another guy recently, and I had a getting the right person to introduce FP as the as the guy that was going to be the one that's okay. We're going to put FP out there, and this is going to be the one that's kind of like the interview that's really going to put FP into like, okay, this is what I'm about. It was really important to me, man. So it's like I, the, I remember the first time that that we did it, I started seeing some of your posts and the people that you had, and I'm like, I think this guy's because he's not some fitness industry meathead. It seems like he's probably worked out. He probably was a meathead at some point in his life, but it seems like he's on another level in terms of what the fuck is going on. And I was like, okay. I think if I'm gonna do a podcast, it's probably gonna to have to be with this cat right here because it's uh, it just it just made way, way more uh, way more sense for me because it's it's like we were gonna already be on the same wavelength. Whereas if I talk to most people that are in the fitness community and the fitness industry, they don't want to delve down to the deeper aspects, which really is just behave. This is all behavioral science. It, it, I'm studying behaviors, right? And so the movement, I believe. Is the is the driving force behind the cognition? That's my perception of it. That the body is in control of the brain, and if you can tamper with the body, the brain will follow. That if you can tamper with the stress responses in the human being, you can if you can modify the postures in different positions, and that will translate to a more confident human being, meaning that that human being will also be more inclined to accept ideas that may even conflict with their beliefs because it doesn't set off a stress response like it once did. Uh, I, this was when you, the whole thing, I was still paranoid about you. I was still paranoid about being here, but in the same token, when it, when it was cognitive rampage to me, I was like, it spoke to me in a sense of saying, okay, <clears throat> this guy's talking about that. There's something going on up here and that it needs to fucking be expressed. And, and there's, it's about up here because at the end of the day, it's about optimizing what's up here. This right here is just the vessel to make this fucker work better. That's the that's my perception of it. So this was this was uh it's interesting. This was a last uh, interesting last few months uh, doing all this stuff, and I uh, couldn't be happier with with the way uh, everything kind of turned out, man. So like I said, I'm I'm just grateful that uh that I that I actually want to find finding this shit and that um that we were able to put out these podcasts in the way that we did and uh, and kind of show people what what's what's possible what's what's what a human body is actually capable of what more importantly what a human brain is actually capable of and as we overcome these obstacles uh the benefits that we could explain describe some of the benefits that a person could gain from employing these types of uh, functional exercises functional patternings uh from from understanding ourselves too from understanding why we may be uh not so inclined to want to accept these functional patterns in our in our everyday lives well I mean, it's it's man. Thank you. It's been more, uh, more more than just talking and knowledge from you, man. I mean, I I, I try the FP. I'm in it. This is what I don't say. I try. I'm I'm doing it right because, like you say in your philosophy, even FP, it's it's never. We don't like finish it. It's just Hell a no. complete. It's a complete evolution. Is you know as you follow through this. And I remember, oh fuck it, I was talking to these thirteen hundred kids uh, on Saturday. Uh, you know, all kind of leaders and. Anyway, they wanted me to talk talk on this topic leadership, and for me, uh, I don't like such a vague term of leadership, you know, and and or describing to them that they're supposed to be leaders, or you know, because it's subjective. So I basically end up giving the whole speech about um, how I couldn't tell them what a leader is, that it's subjective, but I can tell them what it's not. And <laughs> And I told him a couple myths, you know, and so I'm putting to bed this this purpose idea, but trying to curb it. And, you know, 
when you hit on this, that concrete, you know, Dude, let me, let me interject. That's legit dog. The fact that kids in high school are getting to, to, to hear that shit. That's fucking legit. The fact of saying, yeah, that it's objective and that there is, that's super legit. I hope you get to do more of this shit, dude. Fuck that. That shit needs to, that kind of info needs to definitely be spreading this into our culture. My uh, God. Well, although the kids may have appreciated the talk, of course the parents won't. Well, there were no parents there. There were just teachers, teachers? there. Yeah. And, and they, some, they're they're going to hate like a motherfucker. And some people had concern with running for presidency next year. And um, But here's what I will say, though. Right Before I gave the speech, it was the day before, they called me with two concerns. And I was like, ah, shit, all right, they're about to let me go. They, mu they must have heard what I said at Colonial High School on Wednesday. Oh, man. I was like, here it comes, man. So anyway, and it, it was not. So... How do I, I'm leaving the names out? So the two people I'm talking to that have hired me and organized it say that you know we got delayed. It was supposed to be October 19th, but that hurricane came through, so they delayed it 30 days, but it allowed them to go to a couple leadership conferences, and they were watching these speakers talk to kids of their age group, etc. And they were worried about two things in my message, and uh, they said, well, one guy told a story so dark and so vivid about his grandfather dying or his father dying of a heart attack that recently a girl in the event had went into a seizure. It was too dark. It just, it drew her in. So they were worried about it being too dark. And then they said by the end of it, all of the speakers uh, speaking to these kids had turned it to basically a commercial about their books, their programs, et cetera, basically buy my stuff. And it was pretty cheesy. And I was like, really? Like, wow. You know, like, I mean, this is this is the circuit, right? And the reason they reached out to me, a, a lovely parent was kind enough to suggest me. And uh, they said, yeah, they, they want something different. And then I went out and saw the kids a couple days before. And I was like, well, what do you guys want to hear? And they're like, tell us what they're not telling us. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> if that's what you want, man. But, uh, it's it's interesting though in that hour when I was speaking to him and what I was saying what hits what doesn't what would stick you know what would kind of go over over their head you know sometimes but uh, yeah of course well that's you think that shit's going over their head but it's not bro it's it they're at a subconscious level they're fucking they're picking up everything that you're saying and so it's like it's just a matter of whether the environment reinforces that subconscious at a, at a certain level or not. And I, I've had that happen to me with biomechanics where somebody just like, okay, that's way over my head. And then five years later, I'm like, I watched that same video again. I'm like, I understand everything this motherfucker's saying. So no, I don't say that. I think that, I think, I think kids pick it up, man. I think I was over my own fucking head sometimes, uh, you, know, I <laughs> up there, you know, trying to uh, stick within their frame. And God forbid, I even opened in my 10 minute opener before the speech, like a couple hours before I had to talk. And I said, look, they asked me to stay on topic. And frankly, that's difficult. I mean, this is the Cognitive Rampage. We're a stream of consciousness podcast. We talk, we speak. And you want me to stay on this very vague topic of leadership. That's how I opened, man, <laughs> my first 10 minutes. I was like, they introduced me as a motivational speaker. I walked off. Oh, God. I grabbed the mic and I said, well, my name's Adam and I'm not a motivational speaker. <laughs> and they're like, well, I said, I don't believe in hype, really. I said, maybe I'll give you a little competence today. Oh, what the fuck? Okay, so... What, what... <laughs> yeah, man. So after the 10 minutes, um, which was kind of stream of consciousness, right? Because I had a plan to tell this story. 
And anyway, the crowd was too hype. If you see on Facebook, the video is just so hype, man. The, the kids were great, man. The event was good. And the kids were hype. And I said, man, I can't walk in here and tell the story right now. So I just kind of ran with it with like stream of consciousness for 10 minutes. And uh, within that 10 minutes, uh, <laughs> after it was over, I had to speak. Then the keynote was like three hours later. Anyway, I had to go see the guy. He was worried. He talks to me. He said, Adam, um, we're a little worried about the hour. Um, we're not sure if it's going to be uh, coherent. Oh, my God. And I, I looked up and I said, don't worry. It'll be fine. Well, the lady, she's thinking about running next year. I said, yeah, that's okay. Don't worry. It'll be fine. And I mean, I had I had some way laid out. So the speech went really well, man. The kids, the kids liked it. It was good. You know, I, be, I basically laid out a couple myths. And then I, then I laid out, look, I can't tell you what it takes to be a leader. But I can tell you three things that I think it takes to be a leader. You know? And, yeah, of course. You're just being honest. And I, th I think what I said, the three, the three uh, things I left, maybe you could see on it. Um, you already know the myth, so no, no sense in covering that. The first one I said was self-awareness and honest self-awareness. Then humility vulnerability bravery and courage but then i spun bravery and courage for the reasons you need it bravery to question self the bravery to try and if you have courage it comes from the support you have from others and that's mm -hmm. the definition of courage mm -hmm. some shit like that yeah no that's all that all those all seem fucking very very yeah because self-honesty brings about creativity oh dude, um, dude it was great when i when i go down the list i said let's have a conversation i said uh is leadership about vision yeah, yeah. And I said, really? How do you measure that? Whose vision's bigger than somebody's vision here? And I said, what about creativity? <laughs> yeah, really? Are you more creative than that person? No. Well, all right. So we know these two things don't take. <laughs> all right. I said, none of this is measurable. I said, I get it. We need passion and drive. That's what we need. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, no. <laughs> you can't measure that either you know <laughs> that's uh so what so, okay so so for the so then you would that's legit that's fucking legit dude I've, yeah that's so what happened i, I want to hear what, what happened after this whole deal because I, I can imagine some people weren't happy about it um no it was actually kind of funny i look i, I know how to end the crowd right so i mean the basically the way i curb it was was uh basically curbing it to those three things i talked about but i told a story about my mentor leo right who, who I, I love a lot man and i told him a story about him that i kind of looped in with the myths and with the things that you i believe you needed and then i showed how leo did that and used all of those in a story that not so much would sound like a typical leader so i kind of end by saying leo didn't tell me what to do he led me to what to do and a lot of it meant with listening and when you can listen, you can be humble. When you're humble, you can be brave. Then you can be aware that blah, blah, blah. And then we all have a purpose, which is to lead each other to help each other, right? That's kind of the, the closer. And so it was good. It closed hard. And it was funny, though, because when the kid introduced me uh, before I came on to give the speech, right? Here's how bad they thought about my first 10 minutes. The kid comes on and he goes, all right, so Adam Lowry's now going to come on and give the keynote. And he's going to really give his speech this time. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, dude. It was great. That really happened? Yeah, it was great, but they told me I had a wireless mic, which I had, but it was one of these microphones where you got to hold it up like this the whole time. Yeah. So I'm in the middle of a gym with a mic that I want, I'm used to holding like this, 
you know, and I, and I talk with my hands, which I now can't do. And there's about five blank spots as you walk where the mic cuts out all around. <laughs> so that's why I did the video. I was like, I say uncomfortable is where the change is. Here you go, man. <laughs> right. Walk, man. You can't use your hands. You got to somewhere walk in the gym and watch these four or five landmines where you try to drop a punchline. You're like, and then no one hears what you just said. You know, what I mean? <laughs> you're like, right. So it was fun, though. It was fun to try to capture the audience. But you know what I really noticed, too, which is kind of funny. I uh, I got pretty good at knowing about 45 minutes, 50 minutes is uh, when I was running groups and rehabs, et cetera. But for some reason, I could notice, I realized that these kids, they go to six to eight periods every day for five days a week, and they are in it for 45 minutes, and then they leave. So at about 40 minutes, you saw all the kids that were sitting up high start to squirm, wiggle, and chat. At about 42, 43, 45 minutes, you could watch it flow all the way down to the kids sitting up front where they knew it's about class was about over, right? You could barely hold their attention anymore. Yeah. Like it was wild to watch 1,300 kids so behaviorally trained on a time frame of, of attention. That's crazy, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Well, that, they, they're, they're pretty much, there's a, there's a clock that's already been kind of, they're, all, they're operating on a biorhythm that was fabricated by a, by, a, by a culture that values that one hour time slot. Yeah, yeah, and then now, mind these kids, man. It was some energy, bro. It was the great. It was great energy. I think they call it D three or something. But it was a great energy with those kids, man. It was cool to kind of walk around and watch them kind of celebrate and you know their schools themselves. You know, you see a lot of division, which on a philosophical level makes you worry. But uh, <laughs> but outside of that, man, they were they were good kids, man. They were warm, receptive. You know, they're smart. And the same kid uh, who introduced me, right when I finished the speech, and everybody was pretty happy, I think. Uh, he leans forward and he's like, Hey man, that was really good. I lean forward and I said, Why were you worried? <laughs> <laughs> and, and walked out, man. I mean, it's just what sucks, man, is that is is that whole not that whole thing that we think that we have freedom of expression, like freedom of speech, freedom of expression of this fucking country. But it's like, unless oftentimes, unless that freedom of expression is feeding somebody's interests, there's no freedom of expression. Let's just be simple. Let's be just fucking very frank here. Like myself, I've been, I think I've been pretty free to express myself however the fuck I want. I think we've done that on this podcast, on this podcast, on several instances. You've seen, I get kind of gangster with it. I've even given, Literally. I've even given Adolf Hitler some props at certain times. I mean, come on, bro. I fucking, I've given shouts out to, you know, what people would deem as being the most evil people on the fucking planet. I've said some gangster shit on this podcast, but it, it's, it, I find it. Very, very frustrating that more people don't get to do this shit. I think the only other people that I've ever really gotten, like, I, I feel very fortunate that I, because I get to say whatever I want for the most part. I mean, there's some things I, I don't really hold back. I don't really reserve anything. This is how I, and people are usually surprised. When I did this podcast with this other guy the other day, he's like, after we got done doing it, he's like, okay, this is when you turn it off now, right? Like, this is how you, this is how you, like, you're, you're just doing this, uh, you're just doing this right now. And then you, you go off and you go, I'm like, no, this is. This is me 24-7, bud. This is how I roll. You get we, what I mean? We've ended two-hour podcast, got off, and then just like hung up, stopped the live thing. But then we're sitting on Google Hangout, and we're like, another hour or two, we're still fucking talking or something. Or like, you'll hit me up on text maybe after you thought of something from the show. Like, you you stay like this, man. Yeah, of course. So it's it's, But I think it's unfortunate that I, people are so castrated from their ability to express themselves, how they really feel about things. 
and uh and your it, views man that's what huh? you have a a nice well of words that you pull from to uh i love it people are castrated that is an well, yeah they take their balls away bro they take their fuck when you go to school they take your fucking balls away and they say you can't use curse words it's like they say okay that's a bad word you, you, you can't say bad words you use the word fuck and they hold you like accountable for using a word that essentially is has no meaning it's like you can assign a meaning and it's really just a way of self-expression using the word fuck so people get upset at the fact that you use that word but it's not a bad word but when it comes to freedom and whatever like when you think of, of words like that like being free that's like something that they use all the time that's a bad word mm. saying that i'm free to do something is it's like that's ir that's irrelevant yeah. that's not a it's not a good word to be using but it's like nobody ever says that that's a bad word so <laughs> i it yeah, feels that word feels good to people. I mean, you know, there is a true division that you can see in social media specifically in this. Um, well, you could say it starts in school, but then it turns into like the corporate side. I mean, there's rules if you work for a corporation about what you can post, what you can't post, what you should post. Hell, if you're going to college, you know what you put on this or what you share on this. So, I mean, there's even rules to, to filtering down who we are. Right. I mean, and there's a clear separation between guys like Tim Ferriss, yourself, um, you know, guys that live outside that line and, and women, too, that do the same, that live outside that that line of needing to worry about it. And I think there's a I don't know, in other places, you know, overseas, there's you're free to basically really say what you believe. Uh, and in some place, some place you can't. Now, I get that. But it's almost like we should just lift the, the, the corporate veil off of social media, the requirements to be something to do a job. I mean, if you're good at your job, that's what you do. Your value to the company, you're a good person. What you post is what question? Fuck HR. You know, you know what I, you know, it's great. I, of course. Uh, it, uh, I asked a, a question in some of my speech clothes. I said, what do corporations call their people? And they're like cohorts. And they're like, yeah, you know, partners, affiliates, associates. There's like, there's no love in that, man. Right. There's like, there's no love in this. And then one kid yells out human resources. And I was like, holy. And I went, isn't that deep? I mean, that's what a company really calls you. You're a human resource. That's all you are to be to be farmed. Yep. Well, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Difficult. Yeah. Crazy. Well, it's just uh, the difficulty I find in, 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 that I found even for myself and my company. Because I, there was one guy that I had. He's, uh, he lives in Australia. He worked for a chiropractic office. One of the coolest dudes you probably ever meet. Just anytime I hang out with this dude, he just he's a he just gives me a great sense of tranquility because he's just so chill back and he's just so brutally honest. He shares my almost every one of my posts. The more gangster a post is that I share, the more offensive it is. He always ends up sharing it. Well, anyway, one of his uh, he he worked for a chiropractor as a massage therapist, and at some point, this uh, this chiro was saying that was telling him this guy's not a liar. He isn't. He doesn't. This guy doesn't just talk for the sake of talking. He he sits there and listens most of the time. And when he gives value, he gives real value. So this isn't a we're not talking about somebody who's in a who's gonna fabricate a lie. I would so his word seems pretty valid to me. So anyway, he starts telling me that at this chiropractic office, you know, they have these posture apps. Right? I don't know if you've ever seen these posture apps. Like you put them on, you put different landmarks, and then there's like the software program like measures how efficient your posture actually is which is kind of a stupid app. It only measures so much. It's the way they go about it. They're measuring joint stacking and joint stacking doesn't like if your joint stack one on top of the other, that doesn't correlate to more efficient posture. You could just have your joint stack and then have gravity compress your spine and your acetabulums and your knee joints. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes it's better to have curves and be at it like with your posture 
imbalanced and have a tension on your body rather than being compressed by gravity. But anyway, this is the posture app that they use. And uh, they never use the, they always do a before posture app. These chiropractors would always use a before app, but they would never show the client the after because chiropractic doesn't change posture. It can't change posture. It's physically impossible. In order to change posture, your muscles have to be lengthened through attention and they have to be contracted through attention, right? And you have to find out what direction does attention have to go in order to change a posture. This is why we change posture at FP so regularly because we respect this principle. Well, chiropractic doesn't respect this principle. They're trying to create, uh, they're trying to switch things on at the spine, hoping that, that the muscle somehow makes a prop, more proper association and that things change, but it never works that way. It never has worked that way and it never will work that way with Cairo. You might get extreme cases where somebody's completely hunched over or they may get to upright, but we're actually talking about ideal movement, like running like Usain Bolt. Chiropractic will never teach you to do anything like that. It will never actually optimize movement in the long term. It can't. It can maybe get you to neutral, but it even and that doesn't even work. Anyway, these guys are using this software program and uh, they would never show the afters except for the people he was working with. And in the same token, these chiros were complaining at the fact that he was getting such great results that they stopped needing to come in for fucking chiropractic adjustments just with him employing some of the basic principles that we employ at Functional Patterns. So this guy starts sharing some shit of mine. The, the chiro starts seeing all the stuff that I'm talking about. And, uh, and I put something out that was kind of like, yeah, it makes sense. Something I forgot what it was about. I think it was bagging. This is what it was. It was bagging on the military because I'm anti-military in every sense of the fucking word. Uh, I, I know people that'll give people that'll give uh, uh, people military discounts because of, the, of whatever the hell. I don't do any of that shit. I think if you go to the military, you're doing one of the worst things that you could do as a fucking person. You are the reason the corruption exists. You are the mercenaries behind the fucking the people and the people and the corporations, and you are the problem with society. If the muscle wasn't there, the corporations could not do what they fucking do to the world. So at the end of the day, I am completely anti-military, and I'll let that I'll let people know that, and I'm sure I'll piss a lot of people off with that. So fuck you if you don't like it. I really don't care. I am anti-military completely. This guy shares that onto his uh onto his uh, his Facebook, and he gets the, the bosses say, you really believe this. The chiropractor happened to be previously in the military. She was in the Australian Army or some shit like that, and uh, so she took offense to that. But it's like I pretty much said, yeah, military personnel are mercenaries for fucking higher corporations trying to, def to, to protect their interests. Who the fuck's going to disagree with that? It's completely clear. I'm not bashing on the people in the military. I'm bashing on the military industrial complex. That's really what it is. The people are, are completely controlled. They're completely manipulated here. I am not bashing on the people that are in it. I'm bashing on the concept of a military. And if you're buying into this shit, you are part of the fucking problem. This is not debatable. This is clearly the fucking facts of the situation. So, so what's this guy doing? He's just agreeing with what I'm, he's agreeing with what I'm saying. And he's like, I'm going to share this. So the woman's like, you need to take that shit down. He's like, no, I'm not going to, cause this guy's got balls homie. I fucking, I, uh, it, it reminds me of that, uh, of that, uh, movie, uh, team America. I love balls. And they, I don't know if you ever remember them saying that, but I like people with balls. Like to me, I'm like, yes, it's rare that you get to see people who have balls that haven't been castrated. This motherfucker has not been castrated. He has his balls. He's like, no, I'm not going to do that. She was like threatening to fire him. Sure enough, he doesn't take it down and he gets fired. He gets fired from the job. She, he probably could have sued them for that, but he chose not to. He's like, fuck them. I wanted to get out of there anyway. He's like, I wanted to just more dig it in at her because I couldn't stand her, her fucking, her military sympathizing ass and her trying to, 
what, what I get with people who, who try and su be supported by the military, it's an easy demographic. You get a de demographic of fucking numbskulls that don't think and say, well, I support military veterans, so I'm a fucking hero and I'm doing all this great stuff. When at the end of the day, what are you really doing? You're doing you're you're trying to tap into a demographic. I used to live in San Diego and I would get people that would always try and open the doors to military vets. Oh, you're trying to open the door to military vets. Oh, I know some people that offered free training for military vets to help them with their uh if you, his name is Elias Gallegos, he's out of uh, he's out of East Lake in uh in in uh in Chula Vista. That motherfucker is doing it right. He puts his motherfucking money where his mouth is, and you know what that guy does at him? He takes vets and he lets them train at his gym for free. He lets them train at his gym for free. Uh, I don't know if he's still doing it, but he did it for a, for a period of time to let them do deal with their with their uh, with their uh, with their PTSD. That's legit to me. But when I would see so many of these other motherfuckers doing, they would just use it as a, as a way to tap in with these military people just to make money. So for me, it's like, it's, like if you're gonna. Why not give it to them free? Why give them a military discount and that's still bringing them in as customers? I can see your your little connection there. To where look, you're saying you give it away then, right? I yeah, mean, yeah, of course. If you're really that appreciative, right. don't be. Oh, we're going to give you a military discount. What you're trying to do is just bring another demographic of people, and it's an easy demographic to exploit because let's face it, people who support the military don't think. I well, test this online all the time. Well, a lot of it, a lot of it is linked to mostly heritage. A lot of people that are connected, you know, sometimes times have lost somebody in it and it links down to a family when at one time there was a fight for a, a freedom essentially if you went back to world war one or so or two in, in exchange of a, a, you know if we didn't do something i mean so we think so we now, think that it was for freedom look if we could change history right we'd go further back than that we change way more than that but was, was there I, let's put it this i don't think there's ever been a single war that was just i'll just I, if, if no, nobody I'm, made money on war adam you and i both know this nobody dude, would have you. a war i'm with you look the two two of the worst things that we do as mankind is war and slavery i mean the, absolutely two things are terrible and i just mean i'm talking about from their perception the perspective where they come from mm -hmm. and and parents link to it and then you know kids that follow and the uh, the unfortunate part is is they are followed suit into being marketed to i mean look how much money is spent on the super bowl commercials on the high-tech commercials of join the marines join the air force i I mean, it's, I mean, it's, they have to market, I mean, and pull too. So for me, the people that sign up and go, they're under a certain belief that it's a freedom protection, that what they're doing is, is just in their mind. So for me, the intention is what matters most for me. So if the intention is, is that in your mind, then I get that. And, I, and especially if you're linking it to heritage and if you've lost those and, but I'm with you though, on the idea of saying we help and support veterans. But what do you do? You you give them twenty percent off, which a manager's allocated to do anyway, which is really like a coupon. You know what I mean? So you're you're just passing out coupons. That's good. You know, let them eat for free then, if you really give a fuck. In the same in the same token, Adam, it's like we could talk about intention, and I think intention matters to a certain degree, bro. But this this is the complexity behind intention, and and you tell me what you. I, I know. I, I go ahead, lay it down. You, I remember you, your, you, I remember your you, video. You, yeah, you've, you've seen me talk about intention. If I'm blind and I'm deaf and I decide to go drive a car and I have all the intentions of not running somebody over and I run 20 people over, does that does that justify my my uh, my innocence in that no, regard? No, I would call it blind intention and incompetence. Exactly. So, the, so can, we, can we look at the people that sign up that think they know what they're doing, have a blind intention and just lack the competence? 
exactly. So at the end of the day, I think what people at some point need to to accept is that you know what my intentions have nothing to do with this. If I am not understanding the implications behind my intentions, is are my intentions even working? And bro, I've had this happen many times in terms of my uh, in terms of FP where people seem to be well intended when at the end of the day what they're what they're really subcommunicating with their intentions is that they want some kind of a of a control, which I'm not going to go down that route. But even under the 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 right scenarios where a person's like, you know, I'm well intended. Now you should stop being so cynical. You should blah blah blah. Just just keep doing this and stroking the ego of humanity while you're subconsciously just calling them fucking incompetent by what they do, which they're not going to be happy about. At some point or the other, you're going to it's going to reveal that they're completely incompetent. They're going to have to start over. Their business is going to have to start over. Everything like that. I just I myself am very matter of fact. I'm like, look, I'm just going to call you incompetent right now because I'm going to save us both time. Your intention, though, is to actually help yourself, which in turn is helping other people, though. Of course. Of course. I mean, I'm thinking about what my – but it's not just that my intention is doing that. My actions are actually doing it. My intent, my intentions are calculated well enough to actually bring about a change. Most people's intentions are not calculated well enough to bring about a change into society because they're not calculating. They're just jumping into something. They said, well, mm-hmm. everybody else says that works. And so, you know what? Intentionally speaking, I'm going to – the funny thing is about – my, my company slogan is uh, live intentionally, not habitually, which kind of makes it a little bit more by throwing the not habitually thing kind of makes you kind of question be like, okay, what's the, what are the habits that I'm instilling that, you know that, I, that I'm, un- I'm unaware of, you know? I think we're both saying really the same thing by saying to, you need to be aware. Of you course. Know, I think that's really what we're pushing it to is to say, look, you got to be aware of why you believe what you believe, be aware of why you're doing what you're doing and be willing to question that. You know what I mean? And I mean, well, hell, and, that's what and, the rampage stands for is being and, and, and self first. But it's also being able to, to think that I need to do math, that I need to calculate what's going to happen if I do this, 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 and this. It's like if I'm in a box, I'm going to think, okay, I know this guy's a counterpuncher. So well, how am I going to fight a counterpuncher? What I can. There's a reason they know. I'm oh, sorry to keep interrupting, bro. I'm staying on yeah. this wave. There's a reason that the main people they market to that they're hiring and bringing in and enlisting are what? Low socioeconomic status are yep. people that aren't seeing college, that aren't looking forward to much, that sign up for a different change of life, that are promised, you know, housing, et cetera, you know, the college funds even. I mean, come on. I mean, there's there's that's is there a reason that the everyone signing up for Harvard D1 and everything else isn't signing up to join the Marines, the Army? Of and course. The- Absolutely. I mean, is there a reason that most college educated people are the ones that are the most opposed to war? Mm. Right? Because they're educated. They're informed of the the military industrial complex. They just say they're wusses. They just say they're college bound wusses, not ready to fight for freedoms. And, you know, they're. But that's not the case. And that's the key point that we need to fucking underline in society. It's like, no, you're a pussy if you decide to join the military and you know better. That's what it is. I, if you don't know better and it's beyond your, your environmental uh, uh, stimulus, then, you know then Let, I- let's slow down for a second because our brains can do that. And I want to walk through a visual with some people because visual imagery for people is better than words sometimes. And if you can imagine what uh, what you've been saying now, if people would the the enforcement of those that are the few. So if you imagine if you wanted to change a law or if a corporation was enslaving its uh, employees, maybe, or if they were destroying, say, a natural uh, lake near your uh, home, 
if these things were going on and you wanted to change that, and let's say the only way you could change that was say, I don't know, show up with your community and make sure those bulldozers don't cross over into your concert, your uh, uh, conservation there next to your house, lower in your, uh, your housing rates. So you stack up out there, right? That's what you do. But all of a sudden the military like local police department turns into what looks like Iraq. And now all of a sudden you can't change any law. The conserve goes away. Your housing rates go down. Your values go down. Now, I mean, if we put ourselves in that situation, let's say those that showed up with all that weaponry um, turned around and said, you know what? No, we're not going to take your $32,000 a year you're paying us anyway to put our life on the line and then charge me a shitload for health insurance anyway, which is minuscule reactive medicine that's put me in debt anyhow and feed me food that's causing me cancer to die, not let my child breathe good air. But yet I'm here holding a gun against this person who wants those same things that I want for my child because you pay me 32 grand a year. And if they just turn around and said, nah, I don't think so. But what does that take, Adam? What does that take? A uh, motherfucker like you saying some crazy shit. Nope. It takes, well, it takes a lot of motherfuckers like me grabbing their balls and saying, uh -uh, I'll yeah, starve no. before I buy into this bullshit, bitch. Fuck you're you. Right. Well, you're talking about the action. And I said something in my speech to these kids. And I said, here's a myth they're also telling you. They're also telling you that actions speak louder than words. And I'm telling you what they're telling you is wrong. Because I'll tell you, any big action was made to move by words. And I brought up Martin Luther King. And I said, look, he just spoke words and it moved millions to action. So you're going to tell me that actions are stronger than words, you know, so it takes people to spread the word to make that before that action finally changes yeah. you know, before it finally turns. It can be there's, there's got to be there's got to be congruence with the the words and the actions have to come together at some point. You can't say something and completely turn your back on it. That's that's the key point. But the words are just as important as the actions. But if there is no congruence be, between the words and the actions, then we have a problem. And the, the issue. But, you know, I fed that to what Martin did is he said, look, Martin Luther King said, look, I'm willing to put my own safety and life at risk. Which for, he did. Right. For the words that I'm telling you, because yeah, I said he led not because he forced his own beliefs is because he listened first and then he had the courage to speak the words for those that supported him. And so through that support is where you find courage. So for you, as you feed people this competence, this knowledge, this change, and those that the little and the small and the few and the, that filter over and then the bunches. And as they come to you, that that gives you the courage to even spout it out even more than success stories. And I mean, you know what I mean? I can connect. All I mean, you know, if, if there's any if there's any advice I could give to, to, to people that are listening to this right now, if you're young enough, if you're like 16, 17, 18 years old and you're listening to this podcast, the best thing I can recommend to you at that age is that if you are anti-establishment that you don't break away for, for clear reasons because being anti-establishment needs to happen in the, in our culture otherwise it's going to be our downfall so if you have like an anti-establishment mindset do not break from that it doesn't mean don't be competent in a job don't be competent in skills be very competent in a job and your skills develop skill a skill set develop competence in your life but never break free from that because the second you break free this is the problem that happens with people. They get locked into the grid, and as they get older, it becomes more and more difficult to break free from that grid because now you have 
contacts, you have networks, you have bosses, you have siblings, you have friendships. When you build an environment of bullshit that yeah. feeds the establishment, it becomes very difficult to make decisions for yourself that are logical and reasonable because very few people will tell me that I'm unreasonable by, by what I say. It's very rare that I ever hear anybody say, well, you're unreasonable. We'll be like, okay, we'll break it down. And they never can. And the reason being is because they understand that society and the way that we function in general is bullshit. So everybody understands this to some level, but your ability to act and be anti-establishment relates to how well you stick to this from a young age, how well you can grab your balls from a young age and extend that ball grabbing until you're an, an adult. Like, for, like, like uh, to, by the time you get to your 30s and 40s, that will be then when you can make a fucking change into society. You have to grab your 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 philosophical your uh, your philosophical balls We're and over. fucking say, yeah, go ahead. Or ovaries. Or over, nah, just say, ball, yeah, ovaries, whatever. You got to grab your genitals. Whatever. And there we go, genitals. You got to grab your genitals and say, don't allow yourself to be castrated. I'll tell you that, but you have to do this from a young age. If you get, I remember there was a while back, I had a client and he, uh, I was about to buy a condo. And he was like, and I would talk to him about, yeah, I was excited about getting this condo out in San Diego and everything. And he would kind of, I could tell that he wasn't like, oh, congratulations. Like, like my other clients would be like, oh, that's dope. You're going to get a condo. You're going to be one of us and blah, blah, blah. And this motherfucker, he looked at himself going like, uh, look, I'm not entirely happy with the decisions I've made in my life. Like I'm not 100% satisfied and I'm not going to recommend this for anybody else because I'm honest. I'm an honest person and I'm not going to let a good friend of mine, you're my trainer, but my God, do I love you because I see the fire and the, the influence that you can have on this establishment. You are not worthy of this shit. Anyway, <clears throat> the, the, the whole thing with the condo ends up falling through because my fucking credit wasn't perfect. It was just below and they were going to screw me on interest rates and I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do this shit. And so anyway, he ends up saying uh, <clears throat> after the fact, he's like, bro, thank God you didn't do that. Like, I'm so happy that that didn't work out for you. He's like, I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to show that I wasn't supportive or unsupportive of what you wanted to make as a decision. But truthfully, I was nodding my head every single time that you, that you wanted to do this. He's like, I've been locked into the grid. He's like, uh, and I've, I've been locked into this fucking grid and I, I've, I've, uh, I have debts. I have all these fucking problems. And I would hate to see you have to go through the same bullshit. Stay the like now. Do you do me a favor and stay the fuck off the grid? That shit is slavery. Stay the fuck off the grid. And I was like, because I respected this guy. You know, he was a fucking one of the most brilliant people that I know. And I was like, okay, then I'm not gonna buy a house unless I can probably pay for it cash or some shit. I'm not gonna buy a bunch of shit on credit. Okay, I'm off the grid, homie. Okay, it really resonated to me when it, when he fucking said that. But that honesty is what guided me. That's this is what I'm essentially trying to do with the youth right now. Is like say, look, don't get on the fucking grid. I was told this about uh, nine years ago, eight years ago, to not get on the fucking grid. And look what the fuck I've accomplished on my, within my life. Developing competence, but then not following establishment or uh, establishment points of view. If you don't listen to what the establishment, the establishment doesn't get results. It's important that we consider that the establishment doesn't get results. How long has cancer research been conducted and how many cures for fucking cancer do we have right now? We're still using the same stupid chemotherapy that doesn't fucking work. I have several friends who are still fucking having to do repeated dosages of chemotherapy because the cancer keeps coming back. Well, you want to know why it keeps coming back? It keeps coming back because people are acidic and they can't reach an alkalinic physiology. You don't get an alkalinic physiology typically by your diet and you don't get alkalinic physiology by drinking alkalinic water. You need to have an alkalinic mindset that's 
that's created from a stable physiology. But you can only come to that conclusion if you go anti-establishment and you read some Robert Sapolsky books and you understand how the stress response actually is fucking emitted and that it starts at your thalamus before it fucking starts at the rest of your goddamn endocrine system. These are the types of things that you need to educate yourself on. So for one, you need to grab your balls and stay anti-establishment and stay the fuck off the fucking grid. The sooner you do that when you're a kid, the easier your life is going to be from that point forward. Sure, you're going to find tough times because – Typically, the people that have money in our culture are the ones that are living off of the grid. But in the long term, guys, I'm going to tell you point blank. If I could give you any advice at this point that I had that I followed for myself in my life when my client told me this shit is stay the fuck off the grid. Stay true to your morals. Stay in terms of the morals of sustainability. Main, preserving our freaking preserving a sustainable habitat for human beings the planet's going to survive without us how do we preserve a sustainable habitat so that we may all live on this planet that's the first thing that we got to stick to and we got to grab our balls uh, with with following onto that shit People, older people are going to tell millennials, you guys are just a bunch of lazy pieces of shit blah 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 you guys just don't understand how the world world works to a certain degree that's true Many of you are spoiled. Many of you have been, you know, you live in a bubble wrap society. I understand that, but there's ways to be conditioned out of that. But the first mode of operation is establish competence, the way that Adam Lowry tells you to establish competence. Become a competent individual. Develop a set of fucking skills. No, you don't say that? Yeah, I do, but it was, uh, I don't talk. That's not me. Okay, well, well, for what I say, this is what I say. Fuck what Adam says. This is what I say. Don't fuck with Adam. What he says is good. Listen to him. But what I'm saying is establish a base of competence. You need to develop skills. If you're on an island, if you're living on an island and you have no skill sets, you don't know how to dig a hole, you don't know how to build a hut, you don't know how to hunt for fish, you're dead. You're dead. You're not serving the other people of the tribe that you're living with on that island. So you need to establish a, a, a set of skills. Number two in this regard, these are the only two things you probably have to – well, these are byproducts of being honest with yourself. So these are byproducts of honesty. So one is establishing a set of skills. Develop competence. Number two is going to be to grab your balls and lift and, and, and hold your convictions towards keeping this planet stable. What I've found – in terms of running functional patterns, out of the people that were the most adaptable towards change were the people that had both of these concepts uh, grounded, where they could be resourceful with nothing, with next to nothing, and number two, where they where they uh, where they they followed their convictions because they could fall back on developing a set of skills. So with you guys, if you're 16, 17, just think about establishing skills. Get good at things that matter. Don't get good at fucking counting the craters on the moon. That doesn't do shit. <clears throat> Don't get good at fucking doing uh, fucking speaking really well while not being really able to, to, to help other people. Become good at something technically speaking that will help other people. After that, hold yourself true to trying to, to staying against the establishment because I know many of the people that are on this uh, podcast are very anti-establishment in their way of thinking and they're, I think they're on the right path. But if I could give those, uh, those bits of information out to you guys to help you along the rise is if you're young, it's easier to, to start, start at the right place. Because once you get enveloped in the establishment, then you have to start talking about fucking, uh, you know, you already have kids, the fucking, the divorces, bankruptcies of having to drop a house, debts, all that shit about breaking ties with friends and whatnot, breaking ties with your, with, uh, with your parents, start off fresh, let everybody know where you fucking stand, be, and then slowly adjust yourself from there. It's what I did. And it seemed to work pretty damn well for me. Yeah, I, man, I, I dropped the mic if it wasn't holding itself. The, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> the, uh, you know, I, there's a couple of things that you brought up for me, man. I talk a lot about sometimes with the younger generation that, and, and older, all, all people really, that there's a difference between, you know, self-acceptance and apathy. And the blurry line is that line of indifferent. So as like the younger generation becomes more competent about what's happening is they can see through the, uh, the bullshit as they can search it out, find that competence that they don't allow that competence to make you indifferent, which thus turns you apathetic. And then you think you've just accepted what it is. You know, I, I hate when people say, you know, it is what it is. It's corrupt. No, it's not. It is what we allow it and is what we make. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not the acceptance of it. And you have to be very careful, even when you're trying to get out of the grid or, um, you know, just out of anything that's formatted to tell you what you're supposed to do, that there is that that stretch there. You know what I mean? And you have to be careful because you're like, fuck, it's all corrupt. It's all screwed. Screw it. I'm just going to not do anything. And it actually, like you said, Naudi, I would agree with you is the reverse that, you know, you have to become self-sustainable so you can fight the system. Because the mm -hmm. truth is, a lot of people talk about they get in the system and then I'm going to be different, uh, you know, especially uh, oh. I'm going to be a different lawyer. I'm going to be a different politician. Oh, and every, I can't remember the genius guy who said it, but or girl who said it, it may have been, but um, you can't change the system within the system. So until you're willing to step out of the system, can you make actual changes? And yep. there's a lot of people that try to fight it within the system. That try to say, I'll be different in the system. And you mentioned to it that once it gets you, I mean, look what it got. There was an entire generation in 1968 to 1973 that, you know, changed rights, you know, for a, a whole entire race, right? I mean, people, I've said this before on the podcast, people were willing to light themselves on fire to prove a fucking point to bring attention to something. And you look at that, even that generation of Woodstock eventually put on the fucking suits. I mean, that's who's running the shit now. Damn, that's crazy, man. That's a crazy, that's a crazy, crazy concept to think of. Fuck. Look how fast such a competent group. Well, no, I want to say competent. I would say aware. That generation was aware of what the fuck Vietnam was. They were aware of what was going on. They're aware of civil rights. And once the awareness came, then it slowly turned to indifferent. Once, well, we passed a law, it'll change. And then it turned to, well, I got to pay for the thing. I got met. Then we all got apathetic. Then you put the suits on and then then here come the polka dots of the 80s. And then you're raising the babies on some. Damn, Reagan dog. And Fuck. now you're, and now you're those same parents are raising their kids on the Reagan juice saying just say no. When like they birthed the LSD movement that almost fucking did it. They almost changed the whole fucking thing. But even they turned to apathy. So. Yep. It's, it's about once you become competent and aware, you can't let it get you indifferent to where you just bug out. You have to continue to feed that competence and change. And like you said, the earlier you start outside of those lines, the, the easier it is to stay. But, you know, it is harder, man. It's harder for those people who 30, 40 years in the game to have to then go, wait, what am I going to do now? You know, how do I shift out of that, especially medical bills, cancer, right? Of course. How do you make money? How do you make money breaking ties with everybody that you've been making money with? It's, it's not that easy. It's that's why I tell people the, 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 the reason I the reason I can express myself in the way that I do as raw as I can and, and do it and flip off a camera if I want to and not have to worry about social repercussions. Huh? <clears throat> nobody. Exactly. I don't I'm not I'm not a, I'm not a buy. I'm not, I don't care. I don't. 
just so you guys know, I don't have to network with anybody, right? I don't have to kiss anybody's ass. I don't have to compromise my fucking values to do what I want to do. I remember, I've had courses where people wanted to compromise me and compromise my company, and they'd be like, okay, you know, now that you're going to pull in $25,000 within a week to go fucking do this, $30,000 within a week to do this, they just do one little fucking thing to piss me off. In terms of like you know trying to create stir some shit amongst another training system to make me look bad and guess what i do fuck you i'm out i don't need to fucking do that kind of shit and of course on the short term those types of things fuck you over guys i've had to, i don't a, a long time ago i think i may have mentioned this on a podcast before i was going to be on tv in san diego i was going to be on a local news news station I, I put i showed them the the, the postural dynamics i even put the 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 news anchor through the posture and she was like she was on I, I we never got to see it on camera but you could see her face was like what the fuck hold because I, I i do this that push test that i talked about on the first on the first podcast and she was like whoa 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 what the fuck? i'm like yeah you don't have to work out that hard you don't have you have to change your paradigm about things you have to change the way that you view things if you want to change your physiology and if you want to change your biomechanics if you want to change the way that your body physically looks you have to change who you are and it, does, it doesn't require a lot of exertion in the way that people are doing it it just requ requires competent self-analysis and uh anyway they, the the camera guy was like, whoa, that was that's one of the craziest things that I've had as a camera person. That was one of the most interesting things that I've done uh, in terms of going to a gym. This is the most interesting. I've never seen anything quite like 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 what the fuck was that? He was tripping out, and then the then the 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 woman, the news, the the anchor or whatever the hell her name was, the reporter, she <clears throat> winds up uh, saying the same thing. She's like, that was incredible. Holy shit, you know. And so it was about a half hour special that we were going to do on, on functional patterns. And they wanted to do it week after week after week after week. They wanted, they had seen me out. I had, uh, somebody had re recommended me. They'd seen out my, my work and they send it back to the producers and the producers saying, say what, uh, now uh, we like, they give me a call back and they're like, you know, we, we liked what you did. We just are not sure that our audience is going to like it. We're hoping that more, because it was around the new year. They're like, we could do more of like a cardio kickboxing kind of thing. And, and put it on, on the show. And I'm like, and I told him, I was like, you do realize that's not going to get ratings. Like people are not going to want to watch that. And this show's going to get shit canned and I'm going to get shit canned and not even be on the show because people are going to watch that. What I have to offer is going to get ratings. People will be like, they'll tune in and be like, this guy gives out some really useful information because I was going to be offering them myofascial release, different corrective exercise. I was going to do some sick, sick ass shit, Adam. I was going to do some dope ass shit for that TV show. And, uh, and, the, the producers were like, no, we, we I'm, I'm like, I know what's going to get ratings in this because I'm, I'm in the field. I'm working with people. I've established, I've gotten myself book solid with clients at this point. This was prior to me training all the fighters and whatnot, but I, and I had gotten very proficient at training regular Joes. It's like, this is what the, this is what the consumers want. You idiot. It's like, this is a new concept and it could be sell, sold in a way and it could be packaged in a way where people will tune in and they will be really happy to tune in, into your news show. Just for this alone, they will tune in for the half hour every freaking every uh, every week to, to check this out. You can't put actual competence though on cable news, though, man. Oh, I know. I didn't know at this time. I was I was uh, I was naive. I was naive at the time. I can't sell commercials to that. You know what I mean? So, uh, what they hear is, "Hey, that's competence. It's great." But how do I sell a commercial to something that four brands that disagree with you? You know what I mean? Of course, that, absolutely. Thirty-eight percent so, of a market. I can't fuck with that. 
Yeah, but anyway, guys, what, what the lesson that was learned out of this, I had competence. I had a base level of clients because people respected the competence at the for the clients that I did. And when the news station told me, hey, Naudi, uh, can you do like a cardio kickboxing kind of thing, like a, like a little boxing thing or whatever, and, and, you, and you put something together, and I was like, uh, <laughs> fuck you. I was like, there's this, there's this fucking dumb shit named Todd Durkin down the street. He lives in Scripps Ranch. He has It's called Fitness Quest 10. Go hit up that fucking cheeseball, corny piece of shit. He'll fucking give you that. And I told him in those words, go hit up Todd Durkin. That guy's a fucking corny piece of shit. You're not going to get any of that from me. Fuck you. And I hung up the phone. That's what I, that's what I did. That's what having confidence and fucking and, and having real skills can give you guys. If you guys establish a set of skills, you don't have to be nice to anybody. I have a, another colleague of mine who – when he trains and works with people, he doesn't have to be nice to them. The people actually don't like him as a person. They think he's annoying, but he's so good as an osteopath and a physical therapist that they have to go to him because he's the only one that will fix it. Your freedom resides in your ability to be competent because it's so hard to find competent work. Let's say if I find myself a, a contractor, right, a general contractor who's going to – who's gonna, yeah, go ahead. No, well, when you said ability, the other uh... – speech that i happen to add to it is that actually the ability you may or may not have but you at least got to be willing to put the effort in to increase the ability of course that's absolutely it so if i have a general contractor who's really nice which i just had what i which i had last year in my uh, in my facility two guys i hired they were general contractors and uh, i had i had to go through the licensing i went through all this bullshit to get my fucking gym together i was on a deadline because i think i had my master course in the middle of february and i had about a deadline between a couple months to get this gym put together so i was it was so fucking stressful it destroyed my physiology after it, it, it was a destruction of my physiology on top of another destruction i had pretty much been working fuck i don't know like a year and a half intensively straight non-stop for a year and a half up until i got this gym done anyway i hired these guys out and they come to the to my facility and really nice guys really cool cats i'm like dude these cats are cool you know they're they're nice guys but when it came time to show up to work to be competent and get shit done they were fucking terrible they were taking forever and i'll just tell you guys point blank i had to hire some other general contractors who had what appeared to be illegal immigrants mexicans that were working for them who had no fucking credentials or anything and the only thing they came with they kind of had a shitty attitude about what they did it was like what the fuck do you want you want this done okay cool within a matter of three four hours they would get the job done and they would move on to the next thing within a matter of three days these motherfuckers did what the what the, the other nice guy qualified general contractors couldn't do within a month and a half in three fucking days, that's what these guys did. So if you become one of these people, if you become an Audi who in three days can do more than any physical therapist on the planet could do in, an, in a spectrum of 20 years working with somebody, I guarantee you that you, will, you, you can do this to the establishment a whole fucking lot more. When you establish a base of competence that people can barter with, right? Bartering only works in a, in, in a culture when everybody provides, uh, provides use. So you can barter. So even if society completely crumbles, you can barter your services. But in order for you to barter something, you actually have to bring good, good information to the table, useful information where it's like, okay, look, you're wasting your time here. Fucking you need Like if, if I talk to Adam and I'm like, okay, look, if I need to develop a battle strategy and fucking find out what I'm doing with my existence, what the fuck I'm doing here, he's going to be like, okay, this is what I need you to do. Boom, 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 boom. Maybe read these books or maybe read these articles. I'll, I'll give out. I don't a know. Too. I'm going to give a little tool out that I, that I give people. 
it's okay. hard it's hard as shit to do too if somebody can do it and uh it's fun to do actually too but try to sit down and do a backwards life plan and literally work it backwards from death and take it back about every five years and five years and five years all the way up to your present and then walk it backwards and then even go beyond go 10 years ago and then look how you aimed and how your life changed don't write about but when you write in your backwards life plan, where you'll live what you'll be doing how you'll be thinking not specifics but more vague as you get closer to the present get more specific and then you'll see how on target you really are presently with where you want to be then and as you track that back you can even look back 10 years behind you and realize how the fuck you got to where you are because of the way you've been doing it you may even realize it takes you three months to just start my fucking backwards life plan because you don't even know where the fuck you want to end up. And so starting it is a difficult fucking task because where do I start and want to die? Where do I want to be? Where do I want to live? How do I want to think? Most people don't know that shit. It'll take you three months to start that, that backwards life plan, I bet. And then when you start, you'll write that shit down. And you kind of go, damn, no wonder it feels like I've been living my life going like this. Not knowing what the fuck I'm yeah, doing. Of course, of course. You don't even know what the fuck you're aiming at down here. You know what I mean? So you're, you're just, just like. But this. guys, when you, when you hear that, you're hearing a, a base of competence of somebody under, being able to predict the behaviors in a human being and then saying, this is what you have to do so you don't repeat the same fucking behaviors again. That's a form of value, guys. You have to establish this. This is what enables you to rid yourself from being involved in this fucking system. You can't rid yourself from the from the ties of the system if you don't have skills. If you have no skills and you're dependent on the system to survive, you're going to become a part of the system. So the first mode of the first thing I can tell you guys is grab your balls. Second is going to be establish a set of skills, a set of, of real of real useful skills. If you do that, you will have a much much fucking better life. And that for me, that's been that's that's been the ground the the groundwork to to, to my success throughout all this. It means uh. It means that um, it, it, it essentially means that if you don't have this core competence in yourself, you are going to be a slave to the system. You're going to have to do, oh, here's a 20% discount for military veterans because I have a shitty product to offer, so I have to sell it cheaper. So here, here it is. It's 20. Rather than being like me, if I charge somebody, I charge people a lot more fucking money than, than most trainers. And you want to know why? Because if people come to me, they'll be like, okay, I'm going to invest this one session that costs, I'm not going to tell you guys how much, but it costs a substantial amount to work with this motherfucker. But I know in that one or two, three sessions that I do with them, that's going to change my life forever because he's going to just take my boat that's been going in circles, right? And he's going to teach me how to move the sails to make me actually go somewhere with my fucking life, at least with my body, with my mind, whatever I'm looking for. I deal with all, a whole assortment of different types of people. But that's the key point. Establish a way to guide people to success. And if you do that, we create a better reality in general because now we're, we're not becoming – we're not creating a bunch of – of people that are dependent on uh, on on a Donald Trump to make money and make trivial jobs. We're we, we, since we can break ourselves from this job dependency, we can start focusing on actually just getting shit done. Because jobs don't get things done. If you work for a fucking cell phone carrier, that's not getting shit done. It's not fucking doing anything. If you work in real estate, that shit doesn't get done. If you work in the military, that doesn't get shit done. It destroys shit. Right, so if you look at most business, it doesn't get. There's nothing getting actually done. There's nothing being accomplished. And and what I found interesting is maybe about uh, I think about a week, week and a half ago, I finally saw Joe Rogan giving props to a resource-based economy. I was, and what I thought was funny is that many years ago he had Joe, uh, Peter Joseph on there, 
uh, I, this was maybe about six years ago, something like that. And um, he wound up uh, he wound up having Peter Joseph there, and sure enough, uh, he he wound up he wound up having Peter. Jo Sorry, I just got distracted by this fucking thing out here. He wound up getting uh, Peter Joseph on there, and Peter Joseph seemed to have conflicted with his beliefs. And at that time, I could tell Joe Rogan couldn't accept it. But it's about five years later since that point, six years later, and now he's finally talking about a resource-based economy. And this is what I'm talking about. How do we arrive at, a, at an economy? How do we arrive at a society where not everything is based upon the bottom line, where everything is just based upon, okay, I need to just make money, make money, make money, without actually thinking about what is actually happening with this money? What is this monetary acquisition and exchange even mean what does it mean when i earn my dollar what the fuck does that actually mean what does that even build i think this is the paradigm that we're arriving at and this is the end this is my end goal uh adam if you were to give me my backwards life plan guess where my end of my life would be guess where it would be i know i know where a resource-based economy yeah i already know where i already know the name of it I know. <laughs> so that's it's the Venus Project. That's what I'm fucking aiming at. So it's like, when I think of what my goal is, is that I don't want to live in a in a society where people are fucking suffering. I, because if other people are suffering, I'm going to suffer too. Because I can't live a life that that's dictated by what I really want to do. Believe it or not, guys, as much as I've argued online and I fought online with meatheads, I don't want to do that shit. Fortunately, the company's doing well enough, and I'm doing well enough uh, with with the with the business that I don't have to do that shit anymore. But nobody wants to focus on that. People say that you need to have that that fight in there to to make people to make people want to stay motivated. I didn't ever need that. I was so motivated to just work on my bio on the biomechanics before I had any conflict. Well, I only that's what yeah, go ahead. that's what I told the kid yesterday. It's not there's no such thing as a motivator, unmotivated person. There's just someone lacking or having a different motive. So and if you want to motivate yourself, all I told the kids, I said, look, motivation is simply motive manipulation. So if you're aware of your motives, you can manipulate your motives to make yourself more motivated. Yep. No, I agree. And that's 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 uh, that's very uh, very valid. Um yeah, guys, it, it's 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 becoming dauntingly clear to me that uh, remember we that have we are on a money motive society right now. So our exactly our, until somebody or we are or whatever a person is willing to question the money motivation, until we question the motive of what that provides, it's the same idea of somebody that does sign up for the military truly believing providing in a safety cause. Well, that's the motive. The motive for them is to provide that. But until we are willing to question the motive or why we believe the motive or know what the motive is, then, I mean, we can. We'll be sheeps. Most people react that way. So, But when you're aware of why you are motivated to sign up for the military, maybe you do just want to shoot a motherfucker. I mean, you know, maybe. I mean, Can so I blame you? No, no. So, I mean, so if we know the motives that we have and what we're doing, that comes from the awareness. So, I mean, when I said, <laughs> that kind of hit him home yesterday when or that talk was saying look if anyone's ever told you a teacher included that you're an unmotivated or you're being unmotivated tell them to give you a better motive and then you'll be and then so stop blaming me and labeling me unmotivated when you're providing poor motives of course you're so, I, I, do i want to show up to school today 
Do I even? What am I? What am I even here for? What's well, the it's fucking from point? The beginning, it's a fear motive. You go to school, or you even go to jail, right? The parents send you, or they get in trouble. I, if I don't go to class, it's a fear motive. So we raise our children in a fear motive, and the only way to be less fearful is to be more moneyful. So then the fear motivation changes, and then we project that into a money motivation because then we have less fear when we have more money. So we run from the first programming of fear motivation for motivation and from the fear motive. And then we then project that onto wants and needs. And then we call that uh, things. We call it accomplishments. We call it levels of life. Hell, we call it maturity even. And then as we label it things that help people be, able, be better able to assimilate the bullshit, then that becomes motive. And until we snap out of a fearful born motive that is then slowly manipulated to a money motivation, then nothing changes because then it's, it's fucking kill the man with the ball here. Yep. And I, what I, what I'll, what I'll add to, to the subject is if what, if the skills that you have can't contribute to a better society, technically, technically speaking, scientifically, then you're, then motive, you're never going, your, your only motive then becomes survival. You become uh, a remora. But it's not—it's not just survival. Survival at the at the at the um, how would you put it at the control of others. That's what I said. It's, it's like they—you know—a remora follows the shark around, right? Rides the shark's back, eats the stuff off the shark. Ah, okay, yeah, totally. That's fucking—that's super legit. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Well, the shark does all the hard work. The remora latches on, so it doesn't even have to swim and gets water through its gills. So the shark technically moves for the remora. Who's really smarter? And then the, the you know it eats the little specks after it devours something eats up the little things around it, rides the shark, rarely is it attacked, has shade. I mean, it's, it's, that's what, that's what it is. Yep. But the problem is that this shark is unsustainable and it's going to die. It probably has a parasite. It has no idea how to get rid of the motherfucker. And you're going to die along with that motherfucking shark. There's that's no right. doubt. So, that's so, right. so, so the whole thing is we can't feed into this shit. So it's like, this is a, this is a dying animal and you have to find out how to break free from that fucking shark so you and you and live on your own independent from that shit so even you have to you have you have to ask yourself that if the money system was to fail would you still survive based upon your skills would you be able to barter your skills to help something else can you make a, a computer a computer chip out of nothing can you do these are the types of skills that we will possibly need if the fuck if we have a cataclysm on the planet can you make microchips can you make a computer from scratch what actually composes that? Those are skills that you can learn right now that could be extremely useful. It's one thing to have civil unrest, guys, and it's another thing to be able to do something about that fucking civil unrest. And the way you do something about it is by learning an actual skill that can actually contribute to the betterment of humanity, and that has to respect sustainable technology. If you can do that, right, sustainable technology is – me working on somebody's posture, making a pulley machine that's going to operate at a biorhythm, like in the way that I'm going to have it, it's going to be fucking gangster. Yeah. Yo, you guys I, will think see. We, I think we just dropped our three things here. Hold on. Let me look. What we've said is awareness, intentions, and a plan. Yep. No, I, I definitely. I, 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 it's, I like those three that we've been hitting on is the awareness. And the, the you know that awareness to to question what you're doing, question why am I doing this, how do I do this, have the self honesty, 
which is, awareness right. is just a, a form, another form of self honest. It's if you're aware enough, you can be self honest. Right, and then are my intentions then to be selfishly consuming, or do I help others? So let me up my ability through more effort. So then my intentions are to help others along with myself to offer more. And then at the end is have a plan, have a set plan, backwards life plan. Know where you're aiming. Know where you're getting to. Don't just operate as you know. You know you can't let the environment you know make force you into choices, right? You you gotta have an have an objective plan. Yeah, I think yeah, I think the objective is good because when you start saying I want to be happy and rich and shit like that, exactly, you know, it needs to be an objective plan, and, and and it has to it has to to be specific. I think at some degree it has to relate to the fi to the finite resources on this planet and fucking preserving them. Yeah, you're right. I gotta add an asterisk to my backwards life plan that makes it that will make it more difficult for people. As many people have been asked to do plans like this before, it generally starts with a G word that I don't like very much called goal. And what you have to be careful of is what you're writing down is a goal because that's not what I want you to write down. When you do the backwards life plan, this is not a goal. This mm. is more or less a direction. I don't like you can set a place, but remember, this is a direction. You know, if a goal almost implies an end to me. So if I reach a goal, then I have to set another one to keep moving. Yeah, but, of course. But if I'm sailing in the right direction, I don't have to anchor and stop. Right. I keep rolling. And goals change if you find something that you like. Like I, I wanted to, That's right. I think I wanted, I wanted to be a musician. I think I might want to become more of a filmmaker yeah. than I will be a musician in the future. Right. But I would have never known that had I fucking started buying the cameras that I have and all that shit. Or I'm, a, I have a goal. I can't, right? You can't pay attention. That's what I. This is how goals become funny. Is let's say, look, if I'm at A and I want to be at C, but I know I'm going to make C as my goal. Well, that means you can predict life B. Well, good luck predicting predicting the life B. Yeah, totally. And when you're riding that journey, man, if you're not looking around for what other avenues or routes to take, you know, you you may miss the shortcut. You may miss something else, you know. And, you know, one of the things you, I know we're all over the place, but we were talking about almost revolution in a way is one of the things I got a lot of flag for when I said it. But the kids loved it was, you know, do you believe that the system in place will change the system that's in place? Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> so you got to be careful of the system that you replace. Yeah, of course. Woo, you gotta watch that. You're just gonna be replaced. That's it. You're just next on the wheel, man. You know, it's I don't know. I don't. I just don't have faith that the system that currently operates is is gonna be like, oh, we are this corrupt. You're right. We've we've figured it out. <laughs> Let's try well, to I mean, that's why that's why people voted Trump in, bro, because again, they they don't they've lost faith in the system and they're hoping that a fucking a billionaire tycoon uh uh like fucking like like this the, like this billionaire tycoon is somehow gonna worry about the the betterment like again this let's as say if, let's so, say donald trump is well-intended guys let's dude as if the one person is then the messiah has come for us all to for the, you know what i mean like the, it scares me that as a population mass we still think of this other one person that is going to lead us to this place and i'm like this this is fucking weird man it's fucking weird to think that you know what I mean, like a person. Well, I mean, they they do have control, but let, let me let me further elaborate on this, guys. That there is some sense of control that they have, but it's very limited because they're just a manager at McDonald's. Because there's other people that really own what what the fuck they actually own them. But I'm not gonna get into that shit. What I am gonna get into that even if Donald Trump was the most was the most well-intended individual and he meant to do make America great again, 
what if he made America great again and then he fucking melted the, the ice caps permanently and then we're fucking living in an unsustainable planet with his good intentions, which he does plan on doing is not – and fuck climate change. Forget about climate change. I don't care about climate change, guys. What I care more about is healthy drinking water, healthy, clean air to breathe. That's that's the, the problem that we should think about first. Then we don't even have to discuss climate change because then at that point there are going to be no carbon emissions because we know carbon emissions are not good for human health, period. That's the fucking point here. But I'm not going to get into that. Nobody wants to talk about that because people are too fucking stupid to talk about that. And it annoys the shit out of me. But what I will get into is that even if Donald Trump was well-intended, what could he solve? He's a fucking retard. Donald Trump is a <laughs> fucking retard. He's an idiot. He's an idiot. Anymore, man. I guess I can. Retard means a, a person that stops growth, somebody who's not growing. So he is a fucking retard. He stopped growth at a certain age of his life, and he's just been operating on the same sense. So I'm not talking about ment mentally disabled. I'm talking about yeah, he is mentally disabled too, but he's a fucking retard. I was like using that word for a person like that. So what could this guy actually fucking do for our society? Right? Well, you know what he can do? He could probably execute my ass for calling him a retard because he has such a fucking yeah. complex in his mind. Because he is a clear – come on, guys. What technical skills does Donald Trump actually fucking possess? He can can, I'll say maybe construction, primitive construction. But does he understand innovative construction? No, he doesn't. He has no clue. Influ He's not trying yeah, – mass, mass influential communication. He does that pretty well. Yeah, but I mean, what is it? he knows how to exploit idiots. Congratulations. Okay. I know how to do that. that I just have a conscience. Right. That's the difference between me and Donald Trump. I could make Donald Trump money. It would be no fucking problem. For me personally, bro, I'm very good at manipulating the masses, as you can fucking see. I could make a lot of goddamn money, but I'm not taking that route. I could have gone – I could have used my – I could have been a millionaire a long, long fucking time ago knowing what the hell I know about people and what I know about the human body. I know how to manipulate people to do that. You could be so a anybody, thing in your hand going, this will make you healthy as can be. Just put this on your ear. Actually, this is uh, this is Oregon. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. So, so it could actually. But look, good or not, I'm actually using this to fucking to uh, cancel out the EMF that's going into my ears. So that's why I have this shit chilling out right next to my ears. So be, maybe it could. You would be selling Oregon. for a million dollars right now is what I'm saying. You'd be saying, buy this on my website. You'd be plugging halfway through what you're saying, going, go to naudi.com and download my shit, buy my thing. You know what I mean? Oh, and I, and I don't get me wrong. I am going to do that, guys. I have no, Adam, I'm going to have my products and I'm going to become one of those materialistic fucks. But the difference is the shit I'm going to sell works. It's like, it's like what I was hoping Jack Cruz will do and what I like guys like Ray Pete and people like that would fucking do, but they don't do it. I want that. So for my end, I am going to be one of those people, Adam. When I say, okay, here's a fucking pulley machine that, that triggers a fucking biorhythmic reaction to your entire neuromyofascial structure, it's going to do that. And guess what you're going to feel after you get done using this machine? Like you're 30, if you're 50 years old, you're going to feel like you're 25 years old in a matter of fucking two, three weeks if you use this correctly. All of, I'm going to do the same shit, guys, as all these marketers. And all these pieces of shit. Back, though. I got to feel like I'm 15 before I played football so long. 25 was still fucking hurt, man. <laughs> okay. If you were a functional 25-year-old, then yeah. But yeah, I guess it would have to be. Yeah, I guess fuck. That's that's fucked up, man. Because when I was, you know, I guess for me when I was 25, I actually moved pretty well. I started doing the functional patterns movement. So yeah, I guess when you were back to when you were 15 and 16, that's what you're going to fucking feel like. So if the the difference between a businessman like myself and a businessman like Donald Trump is that I actually possess competence. I can actually solve problems. You give me control of the entire medical establishment, and I'll fucking cure cancer within three years. No fucking questions asked. Kill you. Because I, that part. I, 
Of course. So the reality is you're dealing with an incompetent. What you need is a scientist, a real scientist, a so, some kind of a social scientist or some like Michio Kaku is who we need at the fucking Oval Office. Michio Kaku would be a great person to have there, but we're never going to vote that guy in. He's too smart to understand. He's too, you know what, what I find fascinating actually about Michio Kaku is that he, he believed that money was always going to be there. And just recently I saw a, a video of him where he was talking about how money at some point is going to have to be transitioned out. So, we need a Jock Fresco in fucking in the Oval Office, but that can't work because he doesn't believe in politics. Yeah, well, that's what I told the kid yesterday. I said, "Look, if uh, you can't give the title leader to yourself, that's something that somebody gives you. Just if, just calling yourself a leader, it almost makes you not a leader just by saying it. You know what I mean? You're a beta male. Yeah, if you're a male, but we don't call ourselves a leader, right? It's like the group gives it to you. You know what I mean? And there's of course like saying I'm a humble guy. Like just by saying that, dude, you're not a humble dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You're you're an arrogant piece of shit for fucking assuming that you're the one of the few people that's actually humble on our planet. Right, right. So it's kind of like you know the person that probably should be president never would be because they'd never run for it. Of course. Absolutely. It, it's just like you're saying, the way that the system is running is it's parasitic. We're eating away at the goddamn planet. We, we, and we're being run by a bunch of fucking morons who have no idea what the fuck we, they're doing. We found Earth 2, man. Earth 2's on the way. We, we've got it in sight. I don't want Earth 2. I want Earth 1, and I want to stay in this motherfucker. I, I, watched, I remember I watched Interstellar, and that's one thing that I got uh, from Interstellar was the fact that we wanted to move to another planet. There was this weird circular thing. I'm like, no, I don't want to change this association. I like Mother Earth, and I want to fucking stay here. I, mean, I made that decision that fucking day about a couple, two, three years ago. It's like, no. That we can, like, I remember being a kid just talking about it. We're literally going like, hey, you think we'll be alive when you have the option Earth 1 or fucking 2? Like, that's fucking nuts, man. Isn't like, that pathetic? Isn't that pathetic where, where people can't sit down and say, you know what? No, I'm going to change this. I don't. I we. I don't need an Earth too. I don't need another fucking planet. We can figure this shit out right the fuck right now. If, if we're going to figure this shit out, if people just effort. grab their balls and said we're going to figure this shit out, technically speaking, we'll figure it out. It would take but, effort, remember? And we are a society reliant on ability only, and so our only ability is to absorb, take, and move on. And so, rather than put the uh, effort into change, we have uh, to just keep with our abilities, which is parasitically destroy and move on. It's ridiculous. Nice. It's been a yeah. on the podcast today. Hope you're taking care of you. I hope <laughs> you're doing this today on 580 w right? The station no one really ever listens to. We lie to our sponsors on radio, so we still sell them bullshit because, well, just because the zip code is in our market size doesn't mean they're listening, right? I mean, we got to be figure. Who do you know really listens to radio anymore anyway? That's right. It's this guy dumb. has shown up at the end of the podcast now, and I don't know why. <laughs> it's, it's it's crumbling down, fortunately, Adams. And I think people are starting to see it. It's just we have to take a step further and say, you know what? We need to establish a base of competence. We need to, we need to in ourselves become competent individuals. We need to be understanding of mathematical principles. We need to understand engineering. We need to understand fucking uh, botany. We need to actually have real fucking skills, people. If we have real skills, then we can make ourselves independent of this shithole that we fucking call humanity. The shithole that we call society. We can make ourselves fucking uh, Earth independent. Two. Earth 2. Earth 2. Fuck that. I want Earth 1. <laughs>
I want Earth one. Yeah, do you mean like I said we fly to another planet by Earth two, right? Well, dude, they think they found some outside of the solar. Fuck that. Well, let's just make it work here, guys. We can make it work here. It can fucking happen, and that's why my perception is there is fucking hope, and the hope is in you, motherfuckers, to get off your ass and fucking make something of yourself. If you if you stop being a little bitch about what the fuck you do, and you stop researching all this bullshit about fucking. I need to fucking, uh, I need to be uh, positive and blah, blah, blah. And we just sit down and say, okay, you want to know how you become positive? By actually making a positive impact on this fucking planet, technically speaking. You make technologies, uh, technological innovation that, that pretty much surpasses all technology right now and is cheaper than fucking than uh than than petroleum and that changes humanity that's how you make a positive change on this planet it has nothing to do with being being kind to each other is an extension of your ability to fucking have uh higher levels of technology i don't have to be a dick to you if i don't see you as a threat to me because if you're a threat to my ability to make money now i'm going to be a dick to you if you're a threat to my ability to get pussy now you're going to be a fucking threat to me and now i'm going to be a dick to you but if you can't be a threat to me because guess what there's so much abundance around and we have access to abundance around everywhere because we figured our shit out as a species then i don't have to be a dick to you so me being nice to you is an extension of technological innovation so <clears throat> if you guys think about just being technological innovators that's all you have to consider if i can become technologically proficient if i can become self-sufficient if i can figure things out and survive and thrive and then build off of those foundations we can we can make a better fucking planet and we don't need a goddamn earth too we can make earth one fucking work and i'll tell you right now that we are gonna make this fucking shit work as long as you as you fucks get off your ass and fucking start becoming more technologically proficient if you think in that regard we will solve this fucking problem with humanity and it's on its way it's fucking on its way donald trump is going to be the the slap in the face that's probably going to make us realize how far gone we've become and then eventually we might just move beyond this fucking political system and make the intelligent decisions for the first time in our fucking pathetic existence bam motherfucker what that okay kids now what what coach aguilar is trying to tell you <laughs> is that i know you together. may feel afraid and that you may have learned so much in your life and be so nervous and see that you may can't change anything and you may feel this approach to indifference or apathetic due to it. So, you know, what Coach Nowdy is asking you to do is that deep inside you, if you put the effort forth and the bravery forth and you have the awareness to question what you believe and do, well, then you can change the society because, well, we need you to because we depend on you for it. And frankly, the fact that indifference seems to be taking over is making us all rather on edge so because we believe so much in what you know then you can't be so apathetic in what you know and i ask you to be active in what you know and let your actions meet your words but be humble enough to question what you believe as you cultivate more competence and share with those around you i think that's what coach Naudi aguilar was trying well, what I, what I, and i'll elaborate further on this guys that your ability to stay open-minded is entirely dependent on on the state of technology that's where it's at dude that's i i had to come in good bag you know that they do no but this is this is good bag too adam if 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 technologically speaking there's we only have if technologically speaking we didn't have the agricultural uh system that we do hmm. billions would starve on the fucking planet today right so in, if the agricultural system failed immediately we couldn't afford to be kind to one another so we are we can only afford to be kind to one another relative to the state of technology so all i'm saying is if we advance technology we can afford to be much more kind to one another and then we don't have to fight we don't have to have wars we don't have to kill each other become technologically proficient and that that enables us to be good to each other as people 
and to build on your point, you're that people will try to grasp, which means you have to let go of the phrase intellectual property rights that you share the knowledge and the competence. So as a hum, as a community and as a, a race, we get a culture or a human race, we can build on top of each other. So as this human race does it, so it's not about withholding it or marketing it or, or making it yours, it's sharing it. And, and Oh, bro, and I, I'm having to go through all this shit, Adam, because I didn't want to go through that route of having to make a fucking, having my intellectual property and all that. But after you start seeing motherfuckers just trying to jack your shit, oh, it's like, it sucks. We, we're all kind of different. I mean, what I mean is more from a knowledge of what we know about society, right? It's not trying to, you know, turn money into what we know or become what we know. We don't have to become the system. And take what we know and not ignore it or capitalize on it, but use it for actual change and, and moving the system to be different people. You know what I mean? Like, well, what I see it as is if I knew that if I gave everything out for free and I was going to be taken care of as I got older and I was going to get the best health care, real health care, not sick care, not fucking not going to a doctor that only deals with me when I'm about to fucking die. I'm talking about real health care. Um, if, if I had a system that took care of me, I would give everything I have for free. I would post it everywhere I could. I would, I would try and make a facility where I could bring as many people into my facility as possible, but I can't do that. If I, if I don't make my own money, then guess what? I can't, I just bought this fucking, I'll probably put up a picture uh, on a, on Instagram. You give more away than anybody already on social. I know, bro, but it's not compared to what I know, Adam. I'm not giving that much, honestly, bro. Honestly, I fucking I have probably an assort. I could probably pick off the top of my head a good twenty, thirty thousand techniques off the top of my head that I could give away. I gave a few, away a few hundred, but it's unfortunate that it has to be that way. So I'm not relative to this to the level of knowledge that other trainers have. Yes, I'm very I'm very generous, but relative to what I actually know in terms of what I can give away, bro, I'm a stingy motherfucker. But if I'm not, if I don't work that way, I don't make money. And if I don't make money, I have to rely upon this social system to take care of me. I have to rely upon social security to give me barely a little scratch of fucking money to keep me alive. I can't work that way. Yeah, that, that's on so the way out the door. I mean, it's going to be, it's social security's on its way out. It's going to become that anyway. The the bootstrap system uh, is going to have to be replaced, man. I mean, I don't, how it gets replaced or if we replace, I don't fucking know, but I'm with you that it needs to be replaced. Absolutely. And it's, it's just not the truth of the matter is if I don't make my money in the way that I'm going to do it, uh, the if I don't make a, an exorbitant amount of money, then at that point, the establishment at some point, the FTC is probably going to be like, you know, what? we don't like what you're doing because you're, you're crushing the establishment. Be like, oh, by the way, I got lots of money for lawyers and I'm conducting scientific research because I can buy all the equipment. We've already bought all the equipment and we're conducting scientific research and showcasing that we are changing force production on human beings. Well, Fuck you, motherfucker, because I made money enabled me to do that. So it's like I have to make the money, unfortunately, but I don't want to live in a society where I have to do that. Right. Yeah, I'm with you, man. But also in this country, unfortunately, people automatically link success to successful so like it well if the guy looks successful then he must you know be right or must work i mean it always tripped me out when i'd see you know the image of the guy or whatever with the big ring or the stockbroker or the uh market manager or the uh hedge fund manager that is dressed up with the big car i kind of be like dude that means you've managed people's money and known how to make a lot of yourself out of it you know what I, mean? I don't quite trust that you know what i mean yep, yep. but it, with that i mean here though too though is well over a million dvds sold whoa that mean it it must fucking work then you know what i mean that's the automatic correlation yep exactly and that's why that's for me bro it's um you have to play the game at some point guys but play the game by advancing technology and forcing the establishment to change if you do that then it changes if it does if you don't do that then nothing changes and we're still playing this dumb game where we have to be nice to each other and we have to be positive while we're getting fucked in our ass every day
I don't want to play that game. I'm not here to play that game, and I think none of you deserve to play that game. None of us deserve to be playing that fucking game. We deserve a better goddamn planet. Earth 1 and not Earth 2. Fuck Earth 2. We need to just make this planet work, period. Earth 2. Anyway, Adam, I, I got to get going, bro. I, I got I to gotta drop a, a major shit, and then I got to go eat some food. Earth 2 for bitches, man. Stand up. Yeah, exactly. That's where all the bitches are going. Fucking the, the real motherfuckers that, that believe in all this shit are going to stay on this planet until it's fucking gone. I'll sink with the goddamn ship. I'll tell you motherfuckers right now. Oh, Edmund Fitzgerald, my ass on there too, bro. Good catch, huh? man. I, well, I referenced, man. It's the, the old uh, song called the Edmund Fitzgerald. It's kind of a deep, sad song, really. But uh, yeah, I referenced that as what happens. I'm going down. <laughs> <laughs> Spaceship Earth, motherfuckers. We need to make it. We need to make sure that we that we that we fucking fix this place. Nah, man. We'll keep doing you, doggy. Oh man, shit. That was a long podcast, dude. We just went for yeah. hours, man. Yeah, shit. Yeah, I got, bro. I'm, I'm about to fucking. Much love, bro. You can be back for like two weeks because I'm in New Orleans. I'm in Las Vegas. You're doing tons of videos. You're traveling. You got groups and shit. So we're both off for like two weeks from doing another rampage. So everyone knows. All right, guys. We'll fucking, I'll, I'll talk to you soon, Adam. All right, bro. Later, All man. All right, homie. Bye.